Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 24th of February. And we start with breaking news out of the US this morning. Golfing legend Tiger Woods has been seriously injured in a car accident in Los Angeles. The 45-year-old was cut from the wreckage of his car by the jaws of life, with his agent confirming Mr Woods is undergoing surgery after suffering multiple leg injuries. It's believed it was a single vehicle accident, with Tiger's car suffering serious damage in the rollover, and he was the only occupant. Also making news this morning, the young Liberal staffer who alleges she was raped in a senior minister's office at Parliament House in Canberra is set to make a formal statement to police today. Brittany Higgins has slammed the federal government's handling of the allegations and a number of other women have since come forward also accusing the same alleged rapist of sexual assault and inappropriate behaviour. Meantime, Minister Linda Reynolds, whose office the alleged rape occurred in, will face renewed scrutiny today over the way she handled the young staffer's complaint when she delivers a speech at the National Press Club later this morning. And more trouble today for the embattled federal government after rogue MP Craig Kelly dropped a bombshell yesterday afternoon. Mr Kelly announced he will quit the Liberal Party and move to the crossbench as an independent. The resignation puts the government's majority in jeopardy. Mr Kelly, who has been an outspoken critic of COVID vaccines, said he had no choice but to quit. If I'm to speak frankly and fearlessly uh, and make the criticisms of some of these government departments that should be made, I can more effectively do that from the crossbenches. There are also allegations about the inappropriate behaviour of one of Mr Kelly's staff members to junior employees. Here's Prime Minister Scott Morrison. I set out some very clear standards and he made some commitments that I expected to be followed through on. He no longer felt that he could meet those commitments, but I can tell you my standards don't change. It seems there's been a crucial breakthrough in the Facebook fight over news. The social media giant has told the federal government it intends to restore Australian news pages in the coming days after amendments to the controversial new media laws. Here's Federal Treasurer Josh Frydenberg. Well, Facebook has refriended Australia and Australian news will be restored to the Facebook platform. And Facebook has committed to entering into good faith negotiations with Australian news media businesses. Last night, Seven West Media announced it's set to sign a commercial deal with Facebook and we'll have more details on this story coming up shortly with Scott Phillips in Business and Finance. The Social Services Minister has defended the federal government's job seeker increase of just $25 a week. The rate will be $615 a fortnight from April 1 once the coronavirus supplement ends. It means a person on job seeker would only receive just over $300 a week to live on, while Canberra politicians get $280 a day in travel allowances. Minister Anne Rustin has told the ABC there are a number of other measures in place. What we try and do in Australia when it comes to setting our working age payments is to clearly balance a a whole heap of factors, including making sure that we provide support for people who are looking for work. I mean, it's a safety net. It's not a wage replacement. 
But welfare groups say a $25 a week increase will leave hundreds of thousands of Australians struggling below the poverty line. Dr Cassandra Goldie from ACOS says living on $44 a day is impossible. It's a government that shows that it lacks humanity, that is completely out of touch with the reality of what it's like if you're on a low income and you are desperately trying to get a little bit of work and to make ends meet. Overseas now, and US President Joe Biden has paused to reflect on the deadly new toll of COVID-19, with half a million Americans now dying of coronavirus. Mr Biden says it's a grim and heartbreaking milestone for the country. 500,071 dead. That's more Americans who have died in one year in this pandemic than in World War I, World War II and the Vietnam War combined. So far, 44 million Americans, that's around 13% of the total population, have received their first vaccine dose. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Wednesday morning. And we start in Queensland and an alleged sex slave ring operator in Brisbane is facing a raft of new charges. Our reporter Amy Drew has more. Morning, Tash. Well, this one is a really shocking story. 13 extra charges have been laid against a 35-year-old man. He was remanded in custody earlier this month after police raided two properties. He is set to reappear in court this morning on a total of 23 charges. Two women, both aged 23, have also been charged as part of Operation Sierra Vast. Detectives allege a number of women were kept in conditions of servitude where they were drugged and controlled. Some were allegedly even tattooed. Police say nine alleged victims have now come forward following a public appeal with federal police and community service providers offering them support. To New South Wales now, and two men have died after a train collided with a truck in the state's west. Our reporter Alyssa Vajloon has the details. A report is being prepared for the coroner after two men died in a collision between a truck and freight train at Bribri. Emergency services were called out to the rail crossing shortly after 5pm yesterday, though police say the two men who were in the truck died instantly. They haven't been formally identified at this stage. The crash also started a grass fire, which was extinguished by rural fire service crews. The train line between Stock and Bingle and Quandiala remains closed. It's expected to reopen this morning. And to Victoria, and the AFL could have a major new legal case on its hands with concussion over insurance schemes set up for players. James Lake is in Melbourne with the details. Thank you, Tash. Yeah, so essentially the insurance schemes that we're talking about were set up for the players by the AFL, the AFL Players Association and AMP, but they're now being called zombie policies. That's because the terms and conditions in these policies since 2009 actually make it impossible for a player to claim a payout for serious mental health conditions arising from concussion-based injuries. Now, it's been widely accepted for some time that serious mental health conditions can, in fact, be linked to concussion. Under one proposal printed in today's Herald Sun, damages would be sought for players who had missed out on proper cover with claims up to $1 million for individuals. Lawyers could also demand refunds for all insurance premiums paid since 2009. It's likely to go to the federal court if the case gets up now, given the number of players involved around the country. 
for the latest in business and finance news this morning. We're joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. And Scott, we mentioned earlier that the Facebook development was crucial. Let's forget the spin. Who actually won with the battle over news? <laughs> That's a good morning. That's a great way to ask the question because there is so much spin going on from everybody right now and so much reporting. Look, I think it seems likely the government's got most of what they wanted with this new bargaining code. So I guess you've got to say the government maybe wins on points, to use a boxing analogy. Facebook got some concessions in the deal it did with the government. This was one where I don't think it was ever going to be a complete back down by the government because they couldn't afford to lose face equally. Facebook needed to get as much as it could because we've already seen reports that governments right across the world now are looking at this deal and saying, hey, we'd like some of that too. So they they knew it was a precedent. Uh, I guess probably the government's won, but Facebook got some nice concessions in the deal. And Scott, overnight we heard speculation that Seven West Media is likely to sign the first deal with Facebook. That's right. That seems likely. So Seven West saying that's on a letter of intent, which is about the flimsiest piece of paper you'll ever sign, but it does suggest that they've at least come to some sort of agreement on terms or the idea about what might be in this one. And that's what the government does require is these companies to sign up with Facebook and vice versa to stop them being caught up by this uh, this legislation. So it seems likely that Seven are happy, Facebook's happy, or at least both parties are happy as they could be. And it probably means there's going to be more deals done. And the news will be back on Facebook in the next couple of days. And Crown also making news today, yet again facing two more inquiries into its fitness to hold a casino licence now in Victoria and WA. Yeah, Tasha, I think that one is really a story of uh, the only surprise that took government so long. When, when the New South Wales regulator says you are not fit to hold a licence, I don't think you know, Victoria and Western Australia could have credibly said, no, nothing to see here. We've got no, nothing to look into. No, it doesn't mean they'll find the same as the New South Wales regulator. But when you have a, a credible regulator somewhere else say, these guys shouldn't be running casinos, and yet they are in Victoria and Perth, it was very, very likely, almost certain it was going to happen at some point. I said the only surprise that took so long. I think what we'll see is some adverse findings. Crown will have to apologise. It'll show that it's already making some changes based on the New South Wales findings. They'll probably end up being waived through. There might be some sort of provisional deal done or provisional agreement to say, look, you know, this will happen only when you guys have proven it, um, but it seems like it'll, it'll get through. And the headlines were about a property deal, but you've done a deep dive on this story, as always. And who <laughs> knew Australia had the world's biggest pie maker? Look, I can't, I can't kind of dive that deep, Tash, to be fair, but I, but I did think, you know, that there was a $130 million property deal, Patty's Pies, they make 4 and 20 the humble 4 and 20 Australian pie we all know and love. I certainly had my share of them oh, over the yes. years. It's uh, it's one of those things, you know, and it's a $130 million property deal, that's big. They're, they're selling off the factories and leasing them back. But what I wasn't, what I didn't know until that point is that Patty's is the world's largest pie maker. Now, I dare say that says more about Australians than about Patty's themselves, but there you go. We have, amongst our other bragging rights, we're the first country to take the America's Cup off the Yanks, and we eat the most pies in the world, apparently. You've buried the lead. Forget about Facebook <laughs> and, my gosh, Crown. You've buried the lead. The world's biggest pie. I love it. We're on the on the dais. <laughs> Scott, thank you. Thanks, Dash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And, Brett, as we reported earlier this morning, dozens of AFL players with severe concussion-related issues are preparing to take the league to court. Morning, Tash. Yeah, this is to do with an insurance scheme in 2009. These dozens of players signed, led to believe that it would cover them for severe-related brain illnesses caused by a concussion. They've now been told that it does not, unless in catastrophic circumstances. So the wording of this scheme appears vague. That's what they will test out uh, in court to see uh, whether they are entitled to some sort of payout and in what circumstances, what level of uh, of condition in terms of their brain injuries, will they be entitled to 
some form of compensation. This is running separate to another concussion court case where 100 players are being represented by a lawyer in South Australia called Greg Griffin, and uh, that is still ongoing. A number of uh, players have long since been retired but had some severe issues related to concussion in their, in their personal and professional lives. John Barnes, of course, played for the Cats and the Bombers and also John Platten, a premiership star with the Hawks as well. So, yeah, the AFL uh, in court in two different states uh, relating to concussion. Yeah, Brett, very interesting to see how that plays out in court and what precedent, if any, it may set moving forward. To the NRL now, and the Burgess family has broken its silence, vowing to stand by Sam as he prepares to face court yet again. Yeah, that's right. Of course, this was on Monday where he was pulled over coming back from the Southern Highlands and uh, booked for traffic offences and and also allegedly testing positive to cocaine. Well, face court in May. Now, his brother Tom actually spoke to Channel 9 before that all happened and expressed that he hopes that Sam is back at South Sydney in his assistant coaching role. The Rabbitohs say that he still remains at stood down, pending the outcome of this new court case, and also he's planning to appeal... Uh, the intimidation conviction he recorded in court not so long ago for uh, the incident with his ex-partner's uh, father. So there's a bit to play out uh, there, and, and, and I don't think that uh, for Sam, he'll be getting that gig back at uh, South Sydney anytime soon. And another big win for Aussie quick Jai Richardson. Brett? Yeah, well, for the kids of the 90s, the Milky Bars are on uh, Jai Richardson. <laughs> $2.42 million he pocketed in the IPL draft, uh, picked up by Kings Eleven Punjab. Well, there's a, a new competition in England called the 100. It's uh, 100 balls per side. Uh, it was due to start last year, but, uh, of course, the pandemic pushed it back uh, to this year. They held a draft overnight. He was picked up by the Welsh Fire for $140,000. So a couple of big paydays in the last week for Jai Richardson. Nice. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now for this Wednesday morning. Showers set to continue for both Brisbane and Sydney today, 29 and 25 degrees there respectively. Partly cloudy conditions on the way for Melbourne. Similar conditions on the way today for Canberra, top of 21. Partly cloudy and 22 for Hobart. Mostly sunny and 23 for Adelaide. Cooler day on the way today for Perth, 32, the expected top after a very warm day yesterday. And showers and a possible storm and 29 for Darwin. And Buckingham Palace has revealed the reason Prince Philip has been admitted to a London hospital. In a statement, the palace says the 99-year-old Duke is being treated for an infection, but is responding well to treatment. His youngest son, Prince Edward, has told Sky News his elderly father is on the mend. Well, as far as I'm aware, well, I did speak to him the other day, so he's, he's, he's a lot better, thank you very much indeed. And, and, uh, so, and he's looking forward to getting out, which is, which is the most positive thing. So we keep our fingers crossed. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to your company tomorrow. Listener.